Welcome to Homespun Wisdom Talks with my neighbour, with myself, yes, Sarah Sharman, and of course, Daniel Confino. Who else would it be? Who else would it be? Good question. I mean, have you had any offers? Because, you know, I mean, people know about us. When we go around marketing together, you get lots of approaches for people that want to be on the show. Maybe somebody's slipped a word in your ear saying, well, what are you doing with that? That Daniel guy, I, I would be so much better for you. Mm. I mean, you're the real star of the show, Sarah. Oh, why, I'm why, not. Why don't you just hoof him out? No, no. And you move on with your career. No, <laughs> Daniel. Saddled to this, you know, anchored to this great lump, this dead weight. Oh no, this you're going to make me around cry. Your neck, this albatross, mm. and you just should free yourself and <clears throat> get on with your life. You know, don't. <laughs> You're young, you've got a career ahead of you. As you pointed out, I've paid my mortgage and all these <laughs> things. You know, you, you should just just look after number one. Daniel, you're <clears> getting <throat> me all upset. You're my <clears throat> partner in crime. You actually are yeah, getting a bit upset. I, 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 I didn't mean that. I know you didn't mean that. Have you had an offer? Answer the question. <laughs> oh, Answer the question. What's the question? Have you had a better offer? What, to work with someone else? Or a offer, another offer. Have you had one? Has someone suggested this? Anything like this? No. They think we're perfect together for this show. Really? Yes. Hmm. Okay. You know, someone did ask how this podcast came about, and I did explain. Yeah. And they thought that was so wonderful. What did you say? Because other people might like to know. I said, well, I met my neighbour at the beginning of lockdown. We became friends because I walked their family dog, <laughs> slash their son's dog. Well, you slashed the dog. <laughs> <laughs> Don't no say that. My neighbour's trying to say I killed her dog. <laughs> yeah, I've heard about that. People generally like to get things back in a similar condition to the, to the you know. I mean, is that why Joshua photographs the dog every day so that he can compare the dog he gave you with the dog he got back at the end of the day. Probably. A bit like, you know, these cars that they was photographed before they tow them and everything, don't they? Oh, yes, yes. I had Dolly. I had that with Dolly the other day. She broke down. Uh-oh, I know, um, yeah. The RAC man, he was an old boy. I thought he's probably been around long enough to know how a carburetor works and a, a distributor, but he just came and butchered the van. I, I couldn't really stop him because I was having to turn over. The, well, you were there. I was there, All yeah. I could do was be there turning over the engine when he said, and he just had no idea. Oh. Actually, it turned out it wasn't even fuel that was the problem. It was a little condenser in the electrics, which is stores up the power and releases it in a big surge. Well, that's better, isn't it? Because yeah, so I thought it... you were going to have to drain out the whole... No, the... no, it was just the condenser. Ah, oh, that is... Finally. Mm. But I was telling my story. So, yes, here we are today. You suggested doing something creative. And I think you forgot what type of person I am. After selling off various items from your old house you know i'm a doer you say something i do it sarah let's create something okay daniel you suggested i did it i think you bit off a bit more than you could chew really you know i, I expect you just to sort of you know fantasize about doing something that was never going to happen and you know like most things in life i get away with it but you know i didn't reckon with you mm. you are somebody who does what she says yes who delivers yeah. whose word is good my <laughs> and so i remember we had that glass of wine somewhere near london bridge station and you had a notebook and between us we hatched this whole plan up we did did you protect that book though from prying eyes 
I mean, no one wants to steal anything from me, so... Well, if, if that book was to land in the wrong hands, you mm. know, it could be... I mean, that could be worth money. It could be you worth know, the, money. The memorabilia, you know, it's, worth, it's a big industry these days. It is. First editions and all that. Wow. You know, if you just kept... I mean, if I just bought some Marvel magazines when I was, you know, a young lad... Yes. First editions and just put them somewhere safe, I wouldn't have bothered working. I could have just sold them now for hundreds of thousands of dollars on... You know, to some collector. It's wow. true of so many things in life. You just buy something, you know, which you don't think is that important at the time, mm. put it away for long enough, and yes. it turns out to be incredibly valuable. Yes, and that could be said for not just materialistic things, but wholesome things. Yeah, and like so us, Daniel. You need to protect your valuable possessions. Now, normally, with physical stuff, mm. you can put them in a safe. Yes. Put them in a safe deposit box, mm. hide them, bury them in the garden. People have used all sorts of methods, haven't they, over the years? To... They have. And then they write treasure maps. <laughs> you, maybe you can find them one day or you can pass them on to somebody else that can find them. But how do you secure your data? Uh. Which, of course, is increasingly where all the valuable stuff is. Mm. Apparently, bitcoins are sort of all to do with what's on your computer. If you lose your computer... You've lost your money. Oh, yes. And there's that guy that paid money to a council to go through the local refuse tip to oh, try and shoot. find his computer that somehow got thrown out with all his encryption codes for his bitcoins in them. Oh, no. And he never found it. But, he, <gasps> you know, can you imagine the nonsense of this world that somebody oh. pays millions of pounds to a council to dig out all the rubbish to look for a computer that has some codes where the money is? I mean, what's oh, gone no. wrong with this world? I don't know. I was looking to buy some cryptocurrency. Yeah. Yes, but I need to fully like read up about it. They're not crisps, you know. Oh. Yeah, it's not, not a flavour of crisps. Okay. Yeah, okay. That's where I'm going wrong. Or chips, you know. Actually, the chips is, would have been a better line for me because then mm. it plays with the silicon thing. Yes. But uh, yeah, how do you protect your data, Sarah? Do, do you Are you good on passwords and things? No, passwords do my head in because I think I've got to select few with a various combinations I was thinking is it combinations or is it permutations exactly mm. well, can we just say be careful not to give too much away on the call oh like, yes on, on yeah, the podcast. No, I, I I am, otherwise yeah. they'll all be they'll know, all be finding out I'm like, my put, information put, I've, I've upset enough people in this life that you know if I gave them any help here they would be on my case immediately oh really yeah yes. yeah I think I'm taken after you now, Daniel. He, he, just... Particularly the, the, the Chinese ambassador to London might well be more interested in me today than he was previously, mm. for reasons yeah. that will become apparent. Well, we will not disclose your identity. He's <laughs> <laughs> just got my name, which is quite unusual. But... I'm in the phone book. Apart from that, it's going to be really tough. Yeah, but I think, you know, being a bit more secretive. I mean, well, maybe let, let's start with the physical stuff. Where, where do you hide your valuables? Um, how do you hide your valuables? Do you wear them? Is that the safest thing to do? I think it is. Yeah. And you should probably, if you've got valuable jewellery, mix it in with costume jewellery. Mm. So then people won't really know. Which are the real things. Yes. But, uh, so wearing that, wearing is one thing, so then you know where it is. Of course, mm. you can be robbed. You could be robbed. Um, that's... You know, but then they don't know, as you say, which they... some people have safes or they've got those books that blend in, which, which are hollowed out books. Yeah, yeah. So they just sort of like a, a hiding place. They stuff it under their mattress. Yeah, 
or they have a floorboard that's loose floorboard with, that's a, with, loose. A, with a rug on top yeah that's a, that, that old trick or they just leave it in the jewellery box I mean Jason Bourne you know in, in those films mm. he always goes to some safe house and digs up the floor and he's got a, a strong box under there with all his passports currencies and credit cards and things he just sort of takes a, a few of those with yeah. a new identity and, he, and he's on his way uh-huh. Um, so a strong box under the floor, that's quite a good one. Yeah. Jane in our old house had a, a safe built into the wall. Oh, amazing, behind the, the picture. Um, no, it was actually in the fireplace um, oh. that came up, the, the fire chimney breast, I think, is what I meant to say. So there was a, a natural void in the back there. Wow. So she had something put in which hardly looked like there was anything there because it was painted and it had no proud things. You had to put a key in. And then, of course, she had all her clothes in front of it, so you couldn't even see it. <gasps> and I never knew how it worked, actually. If, if she wasn't around, or for some reason, you know, I, I, would, I would have to have it broken open. Yeah. We did actually lose the key to our safe in the cellar, where we keep the documents. Oh. And it was installed as the house was being built, so there was no way it could even be taken out now because it was bricked over. And we had to have some chap come and drill it all out. Wow. So, you know, security is double-edged, isn't it? So if yeah. you forget or lose the key, you know, then you're locked out from your own security. I mean, most of my important documents are just kept in the biscuit tin. <laughs> the biscuit tin. Well, there's the mattress. You know, that's that old favourite, mm. keeping things in the mattress, usually money. Yeah. Um, biscuit tin, that's, that's where the sort of, you know, kitty's kept, isn't it? And not masses of money. But... No, not masses. But, like, important paperwork or photos, they're kept in a in a tin which is then placed into a little metal chest Mm. I don't know how protective that is Mm -hmm. but it's better than a cardboard box you've seen all those films where the robbers the burglars break in and and, you know the householders are in and and they want the safe or the combination or whatever Mm. or where are things you know yeah do you think you'd be good at holding out or would you just sort of tell them immediately where everything was I think I'd hold out what full time or just for a bit to make life harder for them as long as possible mm. what, what what would cause you to give in it would probably be an accidental slip yeah I mean I, I think I could take any amount of punishment myself but if they got Jane you know threatened her I wouldn't be able to take that mm-hmm. I'd have to cave in immediately yeah or the kids or anything anyone else you know I, yeah I mean I'm, I'm I'm big and ugly enough to lose a few fingers here and there oh me too um <laughs> No one particularly noticed. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think I can take a few stabs yeah, my in the back. And... I'm, not, I'm not so sensitive about my fingernails, you know. And... I can pick them off. Oh, oh. Just imagining um, that now. Yeah, so all right. So you put, you can, you can stash your physical stuff. Um, yeah, sorry. I was talking away from the microphone. Uh, yeah. Um, I think there are you know, lots of interesting ways you could hide it from view and put it somewhere beyond probably the smart thing to do is to have a little stash of things that you give them so here it is and, and then the big thing is somewhere else right you know, so you have a so it's like, like a treasure a, hunt really well, it's, like a, it's like a sacrificial stash <laughs> yeah you know so they're happy they've, they've got a bit but the bit the big numbers the, the real stuff yeah maybe like you said you put the paste and the fake stuff in there the costume jewelry mm. and the real diamonds which they probably wouldn't know the difference anyway they might be that zirconium thing yeah. we talked about previously where the octopuses were concerned um yeah you know so they just give them something for their trouble really you know respect them you know they've got a job to do they've got Mm. to go home and answer to them to the wife probably how do you do tonight fred you know he can he can show his treasure his takings his you know swag bag 
Um, and yeah, and you that that's okay. Yeah. Right. Well, I've done something nice for dinner. You know, sit down, enjoy. That's Whereas it. if you came back empty-handed, can you imagine how that conversation would have gone? You are the it most is. useless burglar. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can't even burgle people properly. Oh dear. You know, poor old Fred. You know, so you, you you should think about it from his. So just, have something, put up a bit of a fight, otherwise it'll be too easy. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. And then when he threatens your dog or something, mm. just give him the swag, you know, give him the stuff for the swag bag. Oh, know. my goodness, yeah. Now, what about your passwords in front of all your, you know, data Ooh. and access to all those apps and God knows what, which is what, what they really want these days, isn't it? Yeah. When they can think of your bank account online, mm. ooh, have they made it? And they didn't even need to sort of see you to do that. This yeah. Is, you know, they're all this business of breaking in and... It's all old school, isn't it? Yeah. You know what they well, called those guys that did the um, the safe deposit centre in in um, Hatton Garden over Easter. You no, know, they made a film they about it. They did, yeah. They called them analog criminals in a digital age because they were old school. Oh, okay. They didn't, so they're still basically drilling things. And yes. Opening things, whereas all the you know all the smart criminals in Russia and God knows where are just sort of breaking into your bank account. Yeah. Online pass their phone in front of you and steal all their all your details yeah so but how do you protect yourself Sarah let's, let's uh, I don't think I've got much protection in place <laughs> well you know everyone has their passwords yes so they're how, just how, basic how, things this doesn't have to be how you chose your passwords that mm. might be too rude how, how do you think people should choose a password because what do they have to do they either have to write it down somewhere to, yes. which of course is then dangerous yes or they have to unless remember. you write it down in code I think there are things you can do on Apple which is a place to save your passwords behind their own fingerprint security or something. Yes. Um, but anyway, you know, let's just pretend we don't have that. You just actually yeah. have to think of something that you'll have to I don't have write that. down or remember. I mean, so it's, it's that balance between it being very complicated. Yes. And then you'll forget it, and simple but easy to hack. So yes, I think one time I was getting so annoyed with resetting my password. I put my password as this is my bloody password. Well, that was it. That was it. With an exclamation mark. Exclamation mark one, two, three, four, five, asterisks, something ridiculous. Asterisk like the goal. Exactly. Or but, obelisk. Uh, Maybe you should have had an obelisk and that that's that would have been harder to guess. Mm, mm. Well, okay, and but that's probably quite that's like a double bluff really, isn't it? Yes. Like, did you get they score you now when you put one in don't they they sort of it goes up oh yeah they strong, do strong weak very so strong I think I had to reset the password because I didn't remember <laughs> <laughs> that I put that <laughs> see, I, I've got this sort of weird system where I have a word which obviously I'm not going to share no don't but then when I feel like I need extra security I just keep adding things to it right or maybe sometimes in front of it yes and when I record my password in mm. my notes section oh dear, I've already said too much um, yeah, but I put it there, but I didn't leave it blank. I put lots of random things in front and behind it, so yeah. no one knows where it begins and ends. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Only I do. Yeah. I know something about it, but so it's not possible to work out what the password is, even if they saw the, uh, you know, my file that I keep. Mm. That's quite a good system. Yeah. Another really good system I invented with Hammer is right. that when you type something, you use the key to the right okay. of the actual one. So I suppose your password was password. Yeah. And I'm just looking up my um, my um, right. So if I here we are. So for instance, looking at this, so you moved down. So P would become A because it's on the next line down. Right. A would become S. 
S would become D, but if you have a double letter, you have to move one. You can't have a double because that's too helpful if people wow. see doubles. So you have to go one more. So that would become F. Then W would become E. O would become P. R would become T. And D would become F. Wow, my brain hurts. You just move one to the right on the keyboard. I know, yeah. And if it's a double letter, you move another one to the right. Yes, I understand it. Well, you could go to the left, you know, just to make it more interesting. Yes. Um, I, I like that method. That's, that's a sort of a very simple... I mean, the whole business of encryption is, is a whole massive industry these days. And mm. there's a lot of fuss about this end-to-end encryption of messages because paedophiles and all sorts of people can then get away with it, you know, yeah. without being investigated by um, whatever they're called. Um, our listening services. can't remember the name of them. Um, the people that basically know what we're doing more than we realise. Like the Secret Service. GCHQ, is that what it's called? Oh, I don't know. Something like that. They don't let you know what they know. You know sometimes they pretend that they can't break the encryption. Yeah. So you feel confident that you yes. can message. And actually, for years, they've been able to break it. So actually, they've been reading plain text all your messages, which you thought was safe. Mm. And then one day, you're going to get your collar felt. We don't know. They, 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 they're very smart like that. They don't actually tell you what they know. And it's actually surprising what information remains on a phone, even though you think you've wiped it. Oh, yeah. it's another problem. Yeah, or your computer. Other devices aren't available. <laughs> but, no, it, it's all very risky business. But then you just have to think, well, there's a service out there. You have to put in a password. You have to put in a memorable password. Uh, what do you call it? Name or something? Yeah, they give you a prompt, don't they? Like, yeah, I quite like the ones where they, you know, it has to be the name of your first school or your first mm. pet or something. Yeah, which is you know quite personal. Yeah, um, if they ask you for your mother's maiden name, which is used to be one of the ones, didn't it? A yeah, lot. it's just too obvious. It's it. Well, unless they've got a odd foreign name, but then I hate you- it when you when they ask that question and you know the answer and they tell you you're wrong. <laughs> I was like, but I know my answer. And you have so many goes, don't you, yes. to get it right. But, I mean, that, that tension, you know, let's say you have three or five goes before they block your machine for, you know, ever or a while. You know, the tension is rising, isn't it? I'm mm. sure it was, you know, whatever. And, you know, and then you, you think, did I do it right? You do it again. You get, no, it's still not right. Now you're running out of places to go, aren't you? At yes. that stage. Yeah. Um, so I think that, um, you know, that, I mean, the whole thing is, I think a lot of people just do something really idiotically simple, mm. um, because that, that's as much as they can really handle. Yeah. I mean, in the movies, you know, there's always that sort of classic scene, somebody's gone out the room, you've got a few seconds to nip round on their terminal, and it's locked out with a password, oh, yes. and you've got to find the password, where do, you, where do they look, what are they looking for? Oh. Is it a post-it note stuck somewhere? Is it written underneath something? Under it, the know, keyboard. Under the keyboard. Yeah, that, sometimes people just leave the, the details first under look? the keyboard, yeah. Yeah. Or under the phone. Yeah, is it on a post-it note or just... Um, in the drawer. Yeah, on the post-it note. Which drawer is it? I've got this theory about where people... See, if, let's just imagine you have a desk with drawers mm. on the left and right-hand side. Yeah. Which is the most sort of private, un, the least used drawer? The bottom, no, the bottom drawer is actually quite used quite often. Which so. side, first of all? 
It depends on the layout of the desk, but most drawers are kept on the right. No, but I'm saying you have left and right hand drawers. Okay, so you've got both available. Which 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 side are you going to more naturally go to? Well, you're right handed. I'd probably I'm, go down to the left, actually. Are you left handed? I'm not left handed, I'm mm. cat handed. <laughs> I've got a sort of belief that you go with whatever handed you are. So right. if you're right handed, you're more naturally. The right hand top drawer is where you'll keep you know, the stapler and mm. all the pens and all the things you need immediately. Yes. And on the left-hand side of the sort of lesser-used things. Right. You know, what would that be? Uh, spare notebooks. <laughs> yeah, spare notebooks. Okay. And then, so, the, is the bottom drawer the least used of all, or is it the middle one, maybe? Well, it depends where you are. At home, like, I don't know, I don't have a desk at home, really, but at work, because I temp, a lot of the stuff in the bottom drawer, the spare shoes various bits of clothing, toiletries, because it's a deeper drawer, isn't it? Yeah, it's often a double file drawer. Yeah. So I have this thing, this trick I do in my line of work. Hmm. I mean, basically my line of work is mergers and acquisitions. Aha. Uh -huh. And what I want people to tell me, my clients, it's a game. I want them to tell me what companies they would really like to buy, you see. Yes. Because often I have to sort of get them to talk by suggesting names and they say no not exactly they, they won't actually give you the name it would be quicker if they did mm. it's a bit like this game of battleships where there's a grid they've got the flagship and you know all their all, the, all their high value targets are set out on the grid and I and I say B7 and they say splash and I say C8 and they say hit cruiser you know yeah and just tell me where your flagship is and let's get on with it and the yeah. way I do that and it's a brilliant psychological ploy. Okay. Wait, everybody, because this is, if anyone you're talking to has a secret and you want them to reveal it, mm. this is what you do. You say, look, Sarah, I'm, I'm tired of playing battleships with you. Right. Just go to your drawers, left-hand side, second drawer down. That's where you keep the file of your most wanted targets, isn't it? And you say... Of course, yes. <laughs> yes. How did you know, Daniel? How did you know? Because, Sarah, that's where everyone keeps them. I've been doing this job long enough to know mm. that the second drawer down, left-hand side, is where their greatest secrets reside. Now, Sarah, take out the file. It's yellow, isn't it? How did How you know, Daniel? How did Dan you know, Daniel? Okay, it's always yellow. Open it. Tell me what it says. And there's a sort of element of compliance about this. Right. Where they just feel, this is just too unreal. How Ooh. does he know all this? You're like a psychic. And the answer is because I broke into their office. Oh. No, obviously I didn't. I, I just had the key. Um, but so, no, it's, it's a great line. And even if it's wrong, yes. they say, no, it's on the right-hand side. You see, they tell you. Mm. Um, so, yeah. It's definitely like going to a psychic reading. There was someone very close to you. They died, and you think, oh, <laughs> yes, yes, there was. Yeah they, yeah, they use vague language, which you can then almost universally relate to in some mm. way. Yeah, and, they, and you virtually give them the information they need. That's it. I mean, only, I, I was taught, taught to magic by um, a local magician, okay. and there's this thing called magician's choice. Okay, what's I that? I probably shouldn't tell you about this because oh, I'll be banned from the magic the magician's circle. code. Yeah, but when, you, when you're given a choice between various things, let's say two things, or piles or something like that, you have cards, you know, and you choose one. Yeah. The magician can actually take the other one away, thinking that that's the one you chose to keep. Or they can say that's the one you chose to have removed, you see. I see. So they can 
when you say choose one of these piles and you say the left hand one yeah you can say right i'll remove that or you can say i'll, I'll take the you know take the other one away because that's the one you're keeping mm. you've chosen that one do you see how you can play them yeah so when i say it's in the left hand side middle drawer down yeah it's you know what i'm actually wanting to do is just for them to tell me where it is and yeah. then we can make some progress okay. when they say actually it's blue not yellow i think that's fine i'm really not bothered just tell me what it's but <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're playing at that point right probably you could say and the password you know Oh, that's like your question, question, question. If you maybe. ask somebody a really direct question, mm. I mean, I've heard from the police who I have some dealings with. Hello, Cressida. Lovely. Hope you're having a lovely day. <laughs> and we always sort of manage to reference you somewhere in the podcast. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, there have been people that have rung up with false bomb hoaxes, you know, with bomb hoaxes. And the police will just say, your name? And people just give their name. You know, right. if you shout, your name? Daniel Confino. Oh, thank you. And we'll just <laughs> your address. <laughs> yeah. So you you could just say your password. But this is it. There was this uh, scam going around the other week, and people fell for it. What was You've the got scam? a parcel. Enter these details for it to be delivered. Oh, well, there's always, always a scam. Like and then that, they yeah. say something else, and they go, "Oh, okay, yes, that must be so." And then they just hand everything over. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the scams are unbelievable. You really have to have your wits about you. Mm. I mean, just if you ignore something, what's the worst that can happen is the question I would ask in, in all these cases. Yeah. Um, before getting involved in any of these. I, I have to admit that I once got roped into one. I was watching something. This right. is the danger when you're distracted. So I was kind of like half watching something. I got a note saying something to do with my, my bank account. Started asking me questions and I answered them. And then I realised that I'd answered too many questions. It had asked me the same question so many ways that now I had my full password, you oh, see. Oh, no. And I immediately cancelled everything. <gasps> luckily, I had my wits about me enough to realise. I just cancelled the whole thing down and changed everything. Yeah. So they never got a look in. But, you know, that was a, a scary moment. I think that's another little bit of homespun wisdom is don't answer these things mm. whilst doing something else. No. Because your brains will be in the wrong place. Particularly if you're watching, you know, Line of Duty. Yes. Or one of those that is rather absorbing and you're quite energised. You can always check if it's efficient email. If you just hover over the the sender's email address. Yeah. Because it will look as one thing. Like it will say, so say if my email comes through, it'll say it's from Sarah Sharman. But then if you hover over my name, it will actually give you my full email address. Yes. And if it's not a real one, it will be like, Sarah is trying to scam you at scamsrus.com. Yep. yep. Yeah, there's a little clue. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, yes, well, this isn't meant to be a scam podcast. But, no, it's um, passwords. It's passwords and how to protect yourself. Yes, but this is what happens. So if Netflix is say, oh, your payment's not gone through, and you go to log into your Netflix account, uh, and you type in all your passwords, and you haven't checked the address at the top, then you've given away your password. Yeah. I mean, this whole business of compliance, where people just do what they're told by a stranger on a phone, is, is a weird thing, and it, it is a thing because it happens enough that it's not just a you know um, an occasional problem. It's it's a, it's part of the. I think we discussed the importance of saying no mm-hmm. on a previous podcast, but there's a wider thing, which is just you know, you don't have to be polite to these people. You really don't have to be polite. Right. And um, and a lot of people are, are sort of scared or intimidated or whatever. Yeah. You just know. 
the first thing is 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 don't get involved. But look, I, I'm more interested in how you come up with the perfect password now, Sarah. Ooh. What could you draw upon that only you would know? You and need somebody something. looking into your life story would have extreme problems yes. knowing that detail about you. Well, choose something that's close but obscure. You know, I, I, want, I don't want theories. I want practical stuff. Did you have a... Did you call your car by something? Your first car, your first school. Well, that's your something first, close. Your first boyfriend. You know, um, something that that isn't searchable out yes. there. So that's a close <clears throat> thing, but obscure. So if you're going to use your car's name, yeah, like people won't think, oh, they've used their car's name or like their fifth pet's name, and then you can like add a location mm-hmm. somewhere that, that you've enjoyed. Being on holiday, How would you remember that that's the place? I mean, it's got to have to be something that's very meaningful to you, but yes. isn't, isn't obvious to anyone else. What's the most yeah. meaningful place to you, then? That, and, well, I can't say, or else they'll know. Well, no, you haven't used it, so come on, give me a meaningful place. I mean, mine would was probably... It, was, it, was it the back of the, the garden shed, or, or, the bike, or the bike rack? Uh, it was actually the cellar. <laughs> <laughs> the cellar, yes, of course. You wouldn't, wouldn't be interrupted there, would you? No. Not, were you ever... Um, thinking about the bike shed or the, or the or the bike rack no nor was i actually thinking of the cellar because i didn't have one I see. <laughs> i'm just thinking of a meaningful place i, I remember I, I had my first snog right on um on bonfire night how romantic um in a garden shed oh so you know the garden shed so yours is fireworks garden shed <laughs> <laughs> 19 <laughs> do some arithmetic i was um, i think i was um 13 years old at the time is that late to have a snog no i think i was like 16 17 yeah because i mean in my day you didn't you know it was harder to do things like that i mean no one wanted me so i was just left on the shelf <laughs> so what would my password be garden shed snog the name of the girl louisa i remember and the year, mm. Garden Shed Snog Louisa, nineteen. Um, let me think, seventy-one. That would be it. That would be it. It's a very long password. Don't try that, by the way, guys, because I just thought of that. But yeah, you know, but that's a reasonable approach to a password, isn't it? I can remember that now. Garden Shed Snog Louisa, nineteen seventy-one. Okay. And maybe a couple of exclamation marks, <laughs> asterisks, and um, you know, obliques. Yeah, and a few, ast- a few more asterisks, because, well, you know. You can't have too many. So I, and, and the thing is, it's like a little story as well. It's not random stuff. I mean, the whole thing is a story. It's the it Garden is. Shed Snog Louisa 1971. It's, yeah. It, so I'm, I'm going to remember it now, aren't Yeah, I? so even if you just remember Garden Shed, you'll be like, why am I thinking of the Garden Shed? You're like, oh, Louisa, <laughs> oh, this year, oh, fireworks. <laughs> Boom, boom, boom. But then yeah. you've probably got the words mixed up. So, so do, you maybe I, it was do, you, do you think I should have 05-11-1971? Because that's bonfire night, right? Oh, no, no. Too many. No, but I can remember that, you oh, see. You can it's, rem- it's more numbers. makes it more harder to break. Yes, yes. And because it's bonfire night. So the whole thing now is a story that makes complete sense to me. So, you know, yeah. Garden Shed, Louisa. No, was it Louisa Snog or Snog Louisa? Snog exactly. Louisa. Exactly. Garden Shed, Snog Louisa, 05-11-1971. I mean, that is going to be hard to break, um, plus several asterisks yes. at, at the end. Well, yeah, I mean, that's perfect. That's a good one, yeah. That's a good one. 
And then you don't even need to come up with a new one because if you need it for something else, so maybe, you can just juggle it maybe around. Maybe everyone could just do the first snog. Mm. Where and when, with who, on what meaningful date? Oh, gosh, yeah. I don't know the date of mine. Then we'll now be tortured when they come round saying, who did you snog? Yeah. <laughs> when and where? <laughs> and on what date? And that will be your password. Was it against your will or were you willing to do it? <laughs> who knows? Anyhow. <laughs> I've killed that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Sarah just dropping things. Well, I hope that's useful for everybody. I... Yeah. Apparently, though, that when you want to memorise things, there are these people that do these memory feats. It's like a memory game, isn't it? Right. And there's a thing called Memory Palace, mm. where they oh, locate yes, things in rooms. So actually, they sort of imagine themselves walking around. Yeah. So they go into the first room on the left, and they find, you know... This they've got to remember flowers and this and that. They populate the room with stuff yes. so they can visualize it, give it like a place setting. Then they go to the room on the right and there's another bunch of stuff. So they and they do a virtual walkthrough. Mm. So there's a lot of evidence that you met, you know if you can make things into a meaningful sequence, yes. then you're more likely to memorize them. I mean, I can remember my national insurance number and my passport number. I got my driving license. Now I can rattle all these things off. Okay. I memorise them. I don't know where the record of them is and if I ever forgot yeah. them. But I mean, I mean, I've memorised my. But, but for convenience, insurance. I've I've memorised them. Yeah. Uh, but um, but yeah, definitely um, you know something that connects up so it's not random. The more random it is, the more likely you're you are to forget. So I think your first snog and you know. There are yeah. other moments that you might remember, That's like it. when you lost something important. A random you know, Your bus pass, for instance. Um, yeah. You lost your first bus pass. That's it. Um, probably upstairs on the number 79. When nobody else was around. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> well, a great At least, at least one, one other person might have been around, of course. Yeah. Um, mm. That beats having the first child or first house you've lived in yeah followed by a few digits so the so you know sometimes we come up with really original ideas i think i think the first snog is um who's the one do, do you remember your first i do yes yeah i think do you think everyone does uh i think so yeah so that's you know because normally they, they try and make you think about the other thing which is mm. you know, usually messy and complicated but the snog is all right yeah and you know generally a happy moment Generally, yeah. Uh, so there we go. That's we um, go. that's a little bit of homespun wisdom so for our everyone now. Adoring listeners, log on to all your password protective uh, websites and just change it to your first snog. Yeah, and for the for the really difficult things like your bank and you know stuff where you want extra extra protection, uh huh. You could just have some sort of riff at the end, couldn't you? With the you know some sort of um, how would you do that? You can add, you know, just something that's related to the first snog. Mm. Um, End it, kiss, kiss, kiss. I mean, maybe, maybe just come up with a word, yes. I thought that was great. It's like you finish a card, kiss, kiss. And you mean XXX? XXX, yeah. I mean, yeah. Give it, a, give it an X rating now. Let's say five Xs. Yeah. Five Xs. There we go. Five Xs. Mm. So you just, you know, increase the number of Xs depending on the level of security that you need. Yes, or maybe on the amount of Xs that you have had. I mean, if it was an, if it was an X-rated kiss, then that, that's perfect. Well, I think we've probably done this to death, Sarah. I think so. Right, well, let's kiss our good listeners, <laughs> our listeners goodbye, and hope that we've... That's quite intense. Really? Yeah. But... Uh, mm. We love you all. Thank you for listening. Please like, share, subscribe, review, 
all of that jazz and join us again very soon for another episode of Homespun Wisdom Talks with My Neighbour. Ciao for now. Bye. Bye.